With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Han Cook Dynapro AT2 Extreme. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Damn you, Jay Billis. Welcome to the program and happy St. Patrick's Day. Boys are here, ready to go. I listened to Jay Billis. We had him on. I thought, nope, we're not going to fill out our brackets until Jay Billis joins us. And he joined us, and I said, uh, oh, by the way, at the very end, who do you like? I like Arizona. All guard play and all that nonsense. And next thing you know, we're all writing down Arizona, going to the Final Four, maybe going to be the national champ. And then Arizona bows out. Pesky, Princeton, Also, Furman with a big surprise there. And this is the fun part. You get that opening weekend, and you know there's going to be some surprises. Uh, You know, we started the day, the back and forth, Maryland and West Virginia. That was entertaining. And then uh, Arizona gets knocked off by Princeton. And then Furman knocks off Virginia. You know, you're watching last night, Alabama wins, blows out Texas A&M Corpus Christi, but maybe the best player in the country, Brandon Miller, doesn't even score a point. Madness has only begun here, but damn you, Jay Billis, for all that great information you gave us as you ruined our brackets. I mean, I'm okay if, uh, you know, Furman beats, or Furman beats Virginia. Okay, Virginia's given us some of the most embarrassing losses, but they've also won a national title. Arizona, and I, I text the Danettes right after it happened, I said, they're the Chargers. Arizona is my Chargers. Because every year I go, God, the Chargers are good, man. That's a talented roster there. And I'm like, okay. I think I had Arizona going a long way last year. Arizona is the Chargers of college basketball. Yes, Marv. You know what's crazy? I picked 
Arizona to go really far, mm-hmm. I couldn't name you one guy off of that team. I was just going off of everyone else saying, oh, look out for Arizona. Yeah. They're really hot right now. Well, we don't know. You know. Unless you really, really followed college basketball, you're in the dark like most of us are. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Also, uh... Got a stat of the day, poll question, play of the day, all of that forthcoming. Seton will do the honors on the poll question. And uh, we got bagpipes coming a little bit later on. We also have a a St. Patty's Day feast. I didn't get the official menu. You would think that Tyler, who doesn't have to cook today, would be able to send that to me. But uh, apparently he's busy moping because he didn't get to cook the St. Patty's Day uh, uh, lunch here. He's a little salty. But, uh, Tyler, if you could send me the menu just so I could let everybody know what we're putting on the Traeger, that would be great because who hasn't better than we do? Nobody. Yes, Ton. But he did make sausage, egg, and cheese burritos. That was a nice little breakfast snack to get going. But he was moping because he didn't get to cook the St. Patty's Day feast. It's going to be all right. Right now, Tyler's like, oh, so I should send you the menu? Shouldn't the chef send you the menu? Well, the chef doesn't work here. Mm. The chef dropped it off to be heated up. Mm. As uh, if you're watching on Peacock, there's a Tyler in his lair. And uh, oh wait, sorry, I didn't make it today. Sorry, I didn't know it was on the menu. Yeah. That was that's kind of the vibe you're getting right now. Yeah, but we had somebody who dropped this off to heat it up on the Traeger, and then Tyler was moping because he didn't get to create the feast, and then he made some sausage, whatever those things were, wraps today, egg. Sausage wrap. Yes, Todd. I respect that. That's uh, the moping and the passive aggressiveness is <laughs> right up my alley. If I'm not cooking it, find out for yourself who what the menu hey, is. Huh? You and me are going to have a better day today than we're we did have a yesterday. Much better day. Yes, I'm we gonna, will. I'm going to find a way to be less annoying and everything. Is and be there crazy. was no no need to have a chat after the show yesterday. I don't think. I think there was uh, some knucks given. It and was. I said, "You good?" And then uh, you said, "Yeah." And, and that then, was even awkward because we don't really do knucks, but it felt like the need as you well, walk by. Like, I don't like shaking your hand. What's like sweaty or something? <laughs> yeah. Clammy? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm Deli- a nervous person. I sweat. That's very delicate, very delicate, sensitive, kind of squishy hands there. This program brought to you by Traeger. Traeger.com. Check out the all-new Ironwood Grill. You can take every meal to the next level. Always in control with the app, the Wi-Fi technology, precision temperature control for delicious, consistent flavor. Visit Traeger.com and start shopping today. Yes, Paul? I, as a, a partial Irishman, I wanted to bring up one thing I just noticed out of my rear view. I didn't see Seton's full outfit until he put his hat on for the show. Seton looks like a classic Irish guy who gets in a fight about 4.15 in the afternoon <laughs> on St. Patrick's Day and is in cuffs by 6.15. No, or- Seton looks like Ted Lyons. Lasso. He does. And, and that's the same same bit. Look at Marvin flying the colors there. Looking good with the green. Killing two birds with one stone today. Oh, it, Yukon, you, your Yukon Huskies. Green. Yeah. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. All right. Uh, Tyler just wised up and sent me the uh, Meat Friday menu. Corned beef and cabbage, potatoes and carrots, soda bread with honey butter. Who has it better than we do? Nobody. Although I could have guessed what we were going to have on St. Patty's Day. You know, when you think about it, what do you normally have? Corned beef and cabbage. It was lasagna we'd be going for. Yes. And the soda bread, uh, Paulie dipped into that yesterday when it came in. Man, that's good stuff. Uh, all righty. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Tyler, standing by, your operator. 
And you can email, you can tweet, and do all the above. Say good morning if you're watching on Peacock. You can watch the bagpipes coming in next hour. Bagpipes always make me cry. So if you'd like to see a grown man cry, or sort of a grown man cry, next hour the bagpipes come in. And, of course, we'll have that great feast at the end of the show. Thanks to uh, Traeger and our good buddy Lou at the restaurant Hub and Spoke in Fairfield, Connecticut. All right, Seton, what's the poll question today? Uh, Dan, well, we could start with... Next year, Aaron Rodgers will be. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I gotta. I just have to next, take Aaron Rodgers will be a Jet, a Packer, other. I have to just take a little bit of a break today, <laughs> unless there's news on Aaron Rodgers. And I guess there is a little bit of news, so I do have to discuss this. Tom Pelissero, the NFL Network, will join us, and it has to do with the compensation. As I said before. Packers got a whole lot of leverage here, and everybody's like, no, they don't. They have to get rid of him. Well, what are they getting in return? And there's a holdup with the compensation package. Yes, he I was going to go with how many teams you have left in your final four, because <laughs> yesterday was like the ultimate bracket buster. Who lost one yesterday? Oh, Fritzy didn't. Everybody else did. I lost an Elite Eight one. Oh, you did? I got two Elite Eights down. Oh, Hey, but your Penn State squad ended up getting a win. Penn State came through. Marquette still TBD, but all right. Well, they should be. Yeah. Should be. Marquette's a really good team. By the way, Arizona. So I've been told Arizona's the <laughs> Arizona's the first number two seed to lose twice to a 15 seed. They lost to Santa Clara back in 1993. Was that the Steve Nash Santa Clara team? Whoop. Arizona's lost five <laughs> tournament games to teams seeded 13 or worse. No other team has lost more than three. By comparison, Kansas, Duke, and North Carolina combined 91 and five against teams seeded 13th or worse. And Virginia. Virginia's lost six times as a top five seed in the round of 64 since the tournament expanded in 1985 more than any other team. <laughs> Melissa Etheridge, Stat of the Day, brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. By the way, Penn State's win over Texas A&M, first tournament win for the school since 2001. Yes, Paul? Okay, at the end of the Virginia game versus Furman, mm -hmm. they're up two. They have a timeout. Their inbound pass, or the guard, throws it in. It goes right back to him. He's buried on the baseline. And this is how it sounded with Kevin Harlan on True TV. Clark in a straight jacket. Yes. I think we saw what we thought we saw. Love Did we guy. just see what I think we just saw? <laughs> Love it. Kevin Harlan with the call. 1311 uh, Milwaukee. <laughs> 838 left in the first quarter. Back after this. This is the NBA on TNT. Now, Fritzy is listening to the radio call, and prior to that turnover, uh, the announcers were talking about how Virginia doesn't turn the ball over. Very rarely does this team turn the ball. This game's all but over. <laughs> you had a timeout. Like, worst case scenario, and, and Tony Bennett was a star player in college, played in the NBA. His father, a longtime college head coach, one of the great fundamental 
teaching coaches I've ever been around. You have to say, and I'm sure Tony did, out of the timeout or you know, making sure that your point guard knows, hey, if you get double teamed, you have a timeout. Worst case scenario, you have a timeout. Panicked. And if you would have said who was going to panic in a moment like that, you probably would have thought Furman would, not Virginia. Because Virginia, you know, they love to control the ball. They control the clock. They keep that game in the 50s or 60s. They got a score that is really reflective of their kind of style. And they end up losing in dramatic fashion. Yeah, Paul. Any chance a kid did exactly what he's told, a coach said, hey, guys, if you get buried in the corner, just throw it up towards the rafters, yeah. and hopefully it stays up there a bit. And I think we're always under the misconception of if you throw the ball up, like seven seconds are going to go off. It didn't work that way. And I think he traveled before he had the turnover. But if they, you know, you had that, then, you know, they have to set up a play and you have a chance to set up your defense. But uh, it was wonderful. Because this is that moment that every kid dreams about. In the backyard, I got a chance. I'm going to win. Now, you're, you're winning the tournament with your shot. This is, you're winning a first-round match. And Furman hasn't been to the tournament and won a game in a long, long, long time. It might be, what, 43 years? And, you know, we don't know where Furman is. You know, they, the Paladin, we don't know what a Paladin is. <laughs> like, everything falls in line with, oh, that's what we love about March Madness. Yes, Todd. And, but for Furman, that's like a Final Four game. You're playing a team like that, there's a good chance you're not, you're not going to win any games. And just to win one, this season could be over in a couple of days. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Yeah. And by the way, the last time an Ivy League team beat a Pac-12 team, ooh, 1996, first round, backdoor cut, UCLA. Mitch Henderson, the Princeton head coach, started for Princeton in that game. He scored eight points in the upset. Backdoor cut. Ouch. Pete Carrill. Yes, Paul. Philosophical question. Can an Ivy League team be a true Cinderella? I think it's hard to root for kids who go to Princeton. Hey. You know? They already won. Yes. Like, you, you're in Princeton. You got to go to Princeton. But there are a bunch of guys who did aren't great athletes as far as, like, on the you know Duke level. Are they not as lovable as a Furman? Because we know where Princeton is. Oh, yeah. Furman is your Cinderella. They're lovable. Yeah. Princeton is, okay. Wow, that's impressive. But I think we have a hard time going, you're a Cinderella if you go to Princeton or Harvard or Yale. But nobody expects those teams to do well. Yeah, but they're going to do well in life. (laughs) Yeah. So they don't have to do well. Oh, they great. They do well in sports. Yes, Todd. But is it fair to just assume everybody that goes to an Ivy League school that must be a rich, snobby family and like everything's wonderful? No, no, no. But they got into Princeton. Yeah, but that, there's no guarantee that uh, you know. And again, that you didn't have everything in life. Todd, we're to just you. having fun. I'm just sticking up for the Ivy League. I know, but I'm just having fun. <laughs> I take it too seriously. It's... Yes, you do. I, I take you, things literally like that. I thought you said you were going to be nice today. I, I, I am. I could have. You, you really... made it 14 minutes. Okay. I had the under. Yeah, it's well, better than yesterday. True. I had a simple question about John Morant yesterday. Did you see he attacked me? Did you do research on that? I don't know. Why don't you look at look it up and find out for yourself? <laughs> this wasn't even during a commercial I, break. I thought we were leaving yesterday. 
to yesterday. Really annoying, these emails. You just sent that to me eight minutes ago. You sent it again. Okay. You're an annoying person. Somebody's not over it. Long dinner last night for me. (laughs) Oh, did you cry to your wife about it? Yeah, did you? Actually, I did not bring it up. She did ask me why I was in a mood, and I said, don't worry about it. I'm just watching college basketball. Oh, so you snapped at her. I did kind of snap. Bottling it up always helps. That's because you did that. Yeah. You're the reason he snapped at her. Did something happen at work? Everything's fine at work. (laughs) Let me watch the Tennessee game, right? Right. (laughs) See me holding my brackets? I'm with my red X's on my paper. I'm not in a good mood. (laughs) Are we going to talk about this? Any more than we've already discussed this? We don't have to, but uh, my feelings were hurt, and uh, this is good therapy. I just started the show by saying, you know, we had the moment yesterday that we were good. That would be probably defined as a borderline apology. A borderline apology. You never apologize, though. But you were still annoying yesterday. You were. I didn't really feel like I was. I sent something okay, out to okay, go on, after on. 11, which hold was the on. deadline. I wanted to give everybody an update on now that it's officially a deadline. This is okay, the, the okay. last of who's We're going to take a break. See, you're annoying right now. I am. I'm going to make the other Danettes vote after the break if you've been annoying with the bracket. They've been finding so me annoying me, for years. Todd, so that's not fair. Todd, I'm going to let them vote on who was responsible for yesterday. Okay. Can I send everybody an email right now pleading my case <laughs> to why I'm not in the Add a text. Okay, let me take a break, okay? You do tend to get a little vicious in my direction every once in a while. And then I'm like, why is he picking on me today? I do feel that way sometimes. Since we're just putting it out on the table. We're letting the behind the curtain the whole Wizard of Oz thing. Well, you're far more annoying on, you know, not just yesterday than I let on. <laughs> it all boiled over. It did. Yesterday, somehow. I, okay. Because I one too many times sent you an update I, on the bracket I, list. I, I have to admit, I was a little... Saucy yesterday. Haven't felt great. Save it. And I took it out on you. But not on everybody, just me. No, I yelled at Paulie. A little bit. I gave Paulie a couple of barrels, and he was on his deathbed the day before and he got in here. Yeah, that was uncalled for. <laughs> me being out was uncalled for? How about yeah, we take a tough hey, time? Hey, come on. Hey, come on. Let's go. Right, let's let's go. go. Come on. This is actually the most Irish thing we've ever done. We're just <laughs> sitting around arguing. Yeah, yelling at each other. Let's I go. wish we could have a do-over. Yeah, oh, okay. Nah. Uh, no. Damn it. No. You're better than that, No, because Fritzy's got a limerick later today. Oh, great. Oh. He's got a sports center tease, and I think he has sports-related names. There's a lot of stuff going on. Okay, I'm allowing. Okay, let me take a break. Horribly here. annoying let sports me, names. Let me take a break. Let me take a break, okay? You hurt my feelings yesterday. And giving me knucks doesn't, like, make it all of a sudden better, but whatever, go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to, what, Seton? I left our misunderstanding back in yesterday. Oh, I, I didn't, I'm not even going to bring that up, just I, in no, case no, you're no, wondering. No, we can bring it I, up. No, I left that yesterday. It's, it's. Water I, under the bridge. I, I ate Seton's lunch. Water. <laughs> I, yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah not figuratively. Good. Not figuratively. No, not, no, figuratively and literally. I ate his lunch yesterday. But, but he didn't say, "Oh, just go ahead and eat my lunch, Dan. Go ahead eat my lunch. Great, Todd. He didn't say that to Todd. you, Todd. Fine, just eat my lunch. Eat my lunch, Dan Patrick. I'm sure you can find a couple of bucks in your pocket to buy yourself a sandwich, but eat my lunch. Yeah, you know what? I find a few bucks in my pockets because of that guy. How about we take a break? Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Make sure you sign up for the DP Show newsletter. Comes out every day, Monday through Friday, 6 Eastern, 3 Pacific. Recaps the show, gives you a heads up on things that are going to happen on the program. It's a meat Friday. Happy Dan Patrick's Day. Corned beef and cabbage, potatoes and carrots, soda bread with honey butter. That's coming off the Traeger Grill a little bit later on. Tom Palacero, great insider, reporter for the NFL Network, joining us on the program. Who had the best week in the NFL? Yeah, I was thinking about this this morning. So when you're doing this the way that we do it on NFL Network, and it's just this flood of news, there's so many transactions. 
I, this morning, just started scrolling through one of the pages on NFL.com to remember who had signed who, because you completely lose track of everything. Like, mm-hmm. eventually, there'll be some point where I'm in a training camp, I know, in August, and I'll go, that guy's <laughs> on that team? And then I'll go, I broke that. I'm the one who reported it, and I don't even remember that happening because then there were a hundred other things uh, in that same day. I mean, I think that the teams you look at that have kind of, you know, certainly used their resources the most, the Falcons did a lot, starting with the the Jesse Bates deal uh, that they did. You know, they wanted to pump money into that defense. That was a huge part of it. The Bears going out and spending the way that they did uh, just in the opening hours of free agency, getting Tremaine Edmonds on $18 million a year deal bringing in T.J. Edwards, you know, you know Matt Eberflus' defense runs through. It's the interior defensive line. It's the linebackers. They signed a couple of uh, of big-time linebackers. And then you have to always have to look at the quarterback moves, too, because those ended up being the most, you know, over time, those end up being right or wrong, good or bad, they end up being the most impactful. So the Raiders making an investment in Jimmy Garoppolo, whose contract basically dictates he's going to be their starter for at least two years. Obviously, you go back to before the start of free agency and the Derek Carr move was significant. Even things like yesterday um, with Gardner Minshew going to the Colts, you know, they're sitting there with the number four pick. Uh, but Gardner Minshew well could be their starting quarterback in, in 2023. You know, last year, most of those quarterback trades that we saw did not work out. I mean, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, at least in the short term uh, with Wilson, you know, you did not get the returns on that. So it's always a little bit of a guessing game here. People make big time bets. There's a reason these free agents generally become available. You never want to build through free agency, but there were some teams with a lot of cap space like the Bears who made uh, some big time moves to say nothing of the move they made, trade the number one pick and getting DJ Moore as a part of it. When Rodgers was on McAfee on Wednesday and after he started talking about, he, you know, he, his, he wants to go to the Jets or plans on going to the Jets. And I kept thinking um, and we had some analysts on who said that the Packers don't have much leverage. And I go, why don't they have leverage? They can say, oh, he really wants to go there. You want to bring in some of his ex-teammates. Just because we don't want him doesn't mean we don't have leverage in what we want back from the Jets. And now you're hearing, you know, the Packers, they they want to have a little bit more than maybe what we thought. How do you think this plays out? When do you think this finally plays out? So here's what I can tell you, Dan, based upon what I know. And there's obviously been a lot of moving parts. I did appreciate that Aaron Rodgers really narrowed us to the one actual issue, which those of us who have been kind of covering it behind the scenes have known, which is trade compensation is the only holdup that's left uh, in this trade. So there's a couple of important checkpoints here just in terms of the timeline. The first one would be the NFL draft, which is still over a month away. I think that we would all love if there's resolution right now, but both sides have their viewpoints. My understanding is they're not far apart on the compensation, but they're not close either. So, the draft is an important checkpoint, not because what happens in Aaron Rodgers impacts who you're going to draft, because I think that we're all on the same page that ultimately Rodgers, barring something going totally sideways, will be the Jets quarterback in 2023. But it's about the fact that once you were get past that draft, you're not talking about 2023 draft picks anymore. Yeah. From just a strict value standpoint, you're downgrading. If you're getting a 2024 pick instead of a 2023 pick, that's like downgrading to buy a round. So there's a pressure point there potentially for the Packers where the Jets could say, hey, this is your last chance to get a premium pick or two in the 2023 draft. If you don't do this, yeah, we'll keep talking. But now you're talking about picks that don't help you this year. So that's one checkpoint. If somehow you got past the draft, then the next checkpoint really isn't until September. Yes, there'll be a pressure point. 
prior to the start of training camp, because let's face it, Aaron Rodgers has not shown up in the past couple of years for the Packers OTAs. Maybe he would show up in a new situation in New York, but there's no guarantee of that. And he sidestepped that question on Pat McAfee. You would like to get him into training camp, so you would anticipate there's going to be more conversations there. But the Packers don't have to do anything until the day before the regular season opener because that's when you have the trigger where they would have to pull the trigger on uh, Aaron Rodgers' option bonus. So you won't, you don't want to get there because then you're potentially paying a guy $60 million who's not really part of your future plans. But for the Jets, you don't want to get it there because then Rodgers isn't even in training camp with the team. So those are kind of the moving parts here along the timeline. This could, you know, depending who wants to push it, this absolutely could go at least until the start of training camp, maybe into training camp before you have a resolution. I'm not sure that's in anyone's best interest to drag it out that long. Uh, but we'll see if the Jets aren't willing to come up to the Packers' price and if the Packers are not willing to lower their price you're going to have a stare down for as long as these teams allow it to go. Yeah, I hope it uh, goes as follows, that maybe you give a second-round pick in this year's draft, conditional first-round pick next year compared on compared to uh, you know what Aaron Rodgers does, performance. You know, it could be performance-based that maybe you're going to get a second and a first as opposed to two first-round picks. What do you well, they're not even looking for two first-round picks. The oh, Packers not. aren't asking for two ones. Okay. They, they, that's not part of the conversation right now. Right now, it is less than that. It's less than the Russell Wilson trade, which was two ones, two twos, and three players. It's less than the Matthew Stafford trade, depending on how you do the math on that, which was two ones and Jared Goff, which then you know the Lions had to take on his contract, so it's a little bit different calculus there. Packers, The Packers' price is lower than that. But certainly it's higher than what they got for Brett Favre to the Jets uh, once upon a time 15 years ago, which was a fourth-round pick at that time. The parallels here, Dan, are, are fascinating to me. There are some key differences. And I was on the, the beat with the Green Bay Press Gazette in 2008. So I was living that in Green Bay, Wisconsin, in the prior divorce. And I remember vividly you know, Favre coming in because that one did go. It started up roughly the same time. You know, To go back to that timeline, it was the Packers – were wanting an answer from Aaron Rodgers early in the offseason. That happened again here with Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, Favre announced his retirement, but by late March, he decided he wanted to come back. Rodgers just kind of sliced that part out of the equation. And then you had very public interviews with Favre. It was on Greta Van Susteren on Fox News with with Rodgers. <laughs> it's on the Pat McAfee show where you have the exchange. And then you had Ted Thompson, who was a famously reticent individual. I was one of the people who had to do some of the series of one-on-ones with Ted on a hot June Saturday morning because Favre was saying so much and it was swinging the public perception. And you had this went back and forth. And ultimately, in that case, the Packers came down to two teams that they were potentially going to trade Brett Favre to. It was the Bucks and it was the Jets. And the Jets made their pitch with Woody Johnson and you can hunt on this land that we've got outside of town. There was this whole thing that went into it and they convinced him, but Favre wanted to go to Tampa because he would have gotten to face the Packers that year. With <laughs> Rodgers, again, he's very much trying to dictate this. I intend to play. I intend to play with the Jets. And the Packers allowed the Jets to talk to him, even though at that time they weren't able to agree on the compensation. Now they're trying to work out that compensation after Rodgers already declared his intentions. That There's leverage points uh, on both sides here. Uh, but I'm just, you know, I, I it's the easy joke, Dan, but you – 
you still have to look at Kirk Cousins has an expiring contract and the possibility for Aaron <laughs> Rodgers be a Viking in 2024. I'm not saying that. I'm not speculating that. I'm not reporting that. Don't, saying, don't, don't do hypothetically, that. Don't do hypothetically, that. and, you know, frankly, you got two guys who are, you know, in both cases kind of make clear they're doing this at least partly out of spite. With Favre, it was very much he wanted to play again because the Packers said he was done and they tried to make him stay retired and then he mm. ends up going to the Vikings. With Rodgers, he said he's 90% retired. When he goes into the darkness, he comes out. Some other players are telling him that they want to get rid of you, and he decides, you know what, I want to play for the Jets. It's, as, as one of my former colleagues at the Breast Gazette said to me recently, these guys all end up being the same guy. It never ends well. You can say Rodgers learned all the lessons from Favre, and he did. There were a lot of things that Aaron took with him throughout his career in Green Bay, and they're both phenomenal players and fun guys to cover. But in the end, if you still have a guy who wants to play and he feels like he's not wanted, there's no way for that to end cleanly for everybody involved. Tom Pelissero, NFL Network Insider. Before I let you go, Lamar Jackson had a tweet where he congratulated Orlando Brown Jr. for getting the contract with the Bengals. Then he uh, says, when this is all said and done, I feel bad for the rest of the 31, the other 31 teams. What's he saying in this tweet? Seems like Lamar, and I did not see that tweet, but certainly seems like that's the message of if you're not the team that gets me, uh, you're going to regret it. it. It still remains to be seen, Dan. And, and I know that there's a lot of people who have brought up collusion, have even suggested racism, have suggested a variety of different reasons why nobody's willing to just go out. You know, People say he's just sitting there. Lamar Jackson, MVP, is just sitting there. Think of it this way. And I had a lot of conversations yesterday in particular with people with different teams who potentially could be in that market. And it's not to say, and in no way am I saying nobody should go out and try to get one of the dynamic players within the NFL, but it has to be a specific situation. There are a number of teams. You can easily cross off of the 32. You can cross off 20 teams just by going through and saying, who has a young quarterback already that they're going to pay or who has a bunch of money tied up in a veteran quarterback? There's about 20 teams you can cross right off the list. So now you're down to about a dozen of them. You've got teams that either may have a quarterback who they're going with for now, or they have some money invested. There's probably a half dozen of those who you can kind of say, it's probably not going to happen there. Now you're down to a half dozen of them. And you need to figure out, it's not just go get the quarterback. This isn't fantasy football. It's not Madden. It's real life where there's contracts and there's value and there's scheme. So if you're going to go after Lamar Jackson, if you're going to evaluate this, and certainly there's teams that have, you need to be willing to give up the two first-round picks to pay him what he wants, which he has not backed off of, which is a fully guaranteed contract. It's going to be in the neighborhood of $50 million a year, which is about 25% of your salary cap. You're doing that with a player who you're going to need to change your scheme to change at least some of your personnel to make it go. And he's a player whose mobility has always been a big part of his game. And he suffered consecutive lower body injuries that have ended his season. Speed, mobility, those are by definition depreciating assets. In other words, those injuries are something real to consider that teams absolutely look at. It's not to say that means Lamar Jackson's never going to be MVP caliber Lamar Jackson again. I think we can agree, Dan. When you watch him, when he's healthy, when he's on the field, he's pretty good. He's pretty fun to watch. But also, 
you know, you can cite the the passing efficiency and the explosive plays. Well, big part of the reason he has that is because when the quarterback is a run threat, it changes the numbers on the defense. You have to account for the quarterback as a runner. It changes how defenses can play. You're going to see more specific types of coverages, and the picture is going to be clearer on the back end where you're going to have those opportunities. Lamar absolutely has gotten better as a passer. He's absolutely an unbelievably dynamic runner. But are you willing to make that type of investment? And remember, too, you do have limited resources in terms of building your team. Part of the reason that you've seen this shift toward people wanting more and more to build around a young quarterback is the salary cap. It's cash. It's resources. It's the fact that when you're not paying $50 million a year for a quarterback, which is soon going to be the going rate, and then we'll be talking about the first $60 million quarterback with the way the cap's going, that's money you're not spending to put people around him. If you're the Bears and you have Justin Fields, and you might say, well, Lamar's right now a more polished passer, and he's as dynamic of a runner, we could get him, but then that's $50 million or $45 million that we don't have to spend on other things. So we have Justin Fields right now on a rookie contract. Those are all the things that you have to evaluate here in terms of the value of the position, in terms of the value of the player, and that's not a slight to Lamar, and that's not collusion, and that's not racism. It's the reality of team building in the modern NFL where you're going to be hard-pressed to find teams that have had a great deal of success after committing 20% plus of their salary cap to a single player. The Chiefs are doing it with Patrick Mahomes on a unique deal. They paid him $60 million over the first three years, and it's a long, long-term contract that gives him a lot of flexibility, and that was the intention when he did that contract. Most quarterback contracts are not like that. There is a cap and a cash impact on you. That's going to influence things in terms of Lamar Jackson. And there's some fascinating conversations that can be had, particularly if in the coming weeks here, as you're seeing these chairs get filled around the league, Lamar does not have an offer sheet. Then your attention starts to be turned to what does he do with a $32 million franchise tag? Does he go back to Baltimore? He potentially could stay away all the way until I believe it's week 10 that he could still sign an offer sheet with the team and then show up at that Mm. point. That would seem for a guy who played for 1.7 in 2021 and 23 million, I believe it was in 2022, an odd strategy to suddenly start giving up all those millions of dollars. But at the same time, if Lamar had an agent, that agent would have advised him two years ago, you're not stepping on the field for 2021 at 1.7 million. He's already given up tens of millions of dollars and he's got to evaluate now. Do you continue to go down that path or do you take the best offer? you can possibly get, even if it's not fully guaranteed, whether that's from the Ravens who have been trying for a couple of years or potentially someone else. Have a great weekend, Tom. Thank you. We appreciate your time. Always a pleasure, Dan. That's Tom Pelissero. He works for NFL Network. When we come back, and you know what? That was just logical. There was no, you know, let me read into it. Let me give you my opinion. It's not sensationalized. It was just Step-by-step, this is what's happening. This is the market. This is what's going on with Green Bay and the Jets. This is what's going on with Baltimore. So we appreciate that. We'll come back. The Danettes will vote on who was the villain yesterday between myself and Fritzy. And you can't say both of us. You have to say one of us. Play of the Day is up next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. 
We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? It's funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER God. The play, the play, play of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Bounces back to Clark. Ten seconds. He is double. Slapped at. Prayer pass. Picked off by Heed. Five seconds. Pagese right wing for the win. Pagese had missed 15 straight three-pointers prior to hitting the game winner against Virginia. 
That's courtesy of Westwood One Radio. What a shot. Play of the day brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> U.S. News recently named Simply Safe Best Home Security System of 2023. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a couple of minutes. SimplySafeDan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Update the poll results and then we'll take a vote on our own. Who was the instigator, the issue, the problem yesterday with the tension with the show? Seaton? That might have to be uh, our two poll question, by the way. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, our poll question was, how many teams do you have left in your final four? Right now, 66% are lying and say they have four. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, just under uh, 30%, though, have only have three. 2.2 have one left. Okay. Uh, we had some tension with the show yesterday, certainly with Todd and myself. And a little bit with uh, Paulie and myself at the end of the show. Just a little bit. Paulie made a mistake, and then I called him out. Yeah, and that's not, that wasn't overwhelming. It was a one moment. It wasn't, uh, it didn't blast before or after. Yeah. Well, with Todd, it was a little bit different. Yeah, see, what? That, like, quote-unquote moment that you had with Paul yeah. happens to the rest of us, like, 30 times. It's not even a thing. Yeah. Happens to Todd 30 times a day. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Todd. All right. Let's uh, go around the room. You guys vote since there's three of you. Fritzy doesn't get to vote, and I won't. And uh, we'll have a winner here or a loser here. Who was responsible for the tension in yesterday's show? Seton? So that what we're talking about is Todd sent too many emails about one subject, and yeah. you got annoyed by it? The bracket challenge. It's, it's not just yesterday. It was a buildup to yesterday over and the last week. You lashed out at Todd yes. about how annoying he is. Well, I don't know if I lashed out, but I corrected him. Yeah, what, Paul? Before you vote scene, Todd also uh, was uh, corrected or yelled at because he didn't do research on something. What was that, Todd? Oh, John, John Morant. Morant take. John Morant take. Right. So those are the two that highlights Back to you. Yeah. And he reached out to all these actresses who have no idea who we are, what we are, but it was for Fritzy's gratification, in my opinion. Gross. Which we haven't really defined what that gratification would really well, be. Well, you got a chance to say, hey, I uh, reached out to Margot Robbie. And what, what, and what do I gain out of that? I'm did, not talking you, to any of them personally. Did you reach out to Jerry Ferrara, who was Turtle? My point is, you made it sound like I just did, got off the phone with did, Jennifer Connelly. We're having you, lunch tomorrow. Did you reach out to Turtle for months? I did not. I don't okay. think we've invited and, him in years, been, Okay. Yeah, because you you haven't invited him in years. All right, Seaton one. Well, I was gonna say, uh, I was gonna say, I, was gonna say. <laughs> um, I th we're sixteen years into this version of the show, and then we go back how many years at ESPN? A few. I mean, we've all worked together for just about almost twenty, 20 years. years. I, for me, it's been twenty years. Ooh. For these guys, it's probably been longer. I'm gonna say Feels yesterday longer. was your fault. Okay. Todd sending too many emails about one subject is nothing new. And if it hasn't been corrected in the first 16 years of it, <laughs> you're not going to correct it now. It's just something that you have to deal with. So okay. it's like you can you can only re control your reaction to the, the problem. Mm -hmm. Just like Todd, it's his fault that he's too sensitive or that he reacts poorly to you being rude. Those okay. kinds of things. I, right. I put it on you. Marvin? I'm going to put it on you also. You know what Fritzy is and who he is. That was it. But I can't get frustrated with who he is and what he is? You were a little sassy yesterday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sassy. Well, let me go to Paulie. I can always tr trust Paulie's opinion on this. Paulie? What's that? What's that, me? You've been there. You've had my back for years. Yeah. Good days, bad days. Yeah. Good years, bad years. Yep. Yeah, it was you, Dan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, let me break this down quickly because I know we're up against a break. There are some days when you come in, and I didn't notice you being in a bad mood. You were treating me extra nice because I was under the weather the day before, so I might not have noticed it. But there are some days when you come in, Dan, and you're kind of you're ready to strike. And we have actually have meetings about this. We're a little like, hey, guys, I'll look around and like, tighten up your stuff because Dan may be in a, one of those moods. And it happens, let's say, once or twice a year. Okay. And Yesterday may have been one of those. Todd gave you the opening with the hundreds of emails about the bracket and the lack of male inclusion, and you use that as a jumping-off point, the John Morant jumping-off point. So Todd opened the door. You slammed the door. Okay. So, yeah, it was your mood yesterday, and then what happened naturally happens. Okay. But then at the end of the day, you seemed fine. Yeah, then I, I ate uh, Seton's lunch. I didn't realize that was... That was more of an, a, an honest mistake. It was an honest mistake. When Todd did it, it was not. No, no. But when I did it, it was, I, I didn't realize it was your lunch, and I'm just cooking it up, and you're there, we're talking, I go, hey, can you get me some olive oil? And you're like, oh, yeah, here it is, and I'm cooking it, and then I, and Seton goes, uh, you know, that was my, my, my lunch, and I go, all right. So, uh... Is this like the last day before Christmas vacation or something? No, no, no. <laughs> Three nothing. So I lost three nothing. Todd, you feel better? No, I'm glad the guys have my back in this particular instance. I just I thought that was a little over the top. They, they said, you know, you could have we could have wait to a commercial break and said, you know, easy in the middle of the show. It's I don't need 17 emails from you. We've had those you know conversations too before or after a show or in a commercial. But it, I guess it hurt extra because during the live show, you're, like, it, you're it annoying. Just, it was just a yes or no. Tom. <laughs> I'm just explaining why I felt extra sensitive because it's a conversation. I know, but I, it was just you feel better. Todd. I feel better than I did yesterday. You could have said yes. I'm glad the guys had a realistic. Accurate we have time to correct. That. Todd, you feel better? Yeah, I'm not gonna have a parade. Todd, or anything, just say yes. <laughs> I feel a little better. I'm glad yeah. the guys saw you're wrong about what happened yesterday. Now I'm being annoying again because you got to go to break in five seconds. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I mean? even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. 
Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com Patrick. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.